Hello, White Oak, and welcome to 2021. I've been waiting for so long to say that. I don't even care that nothing's changed and we have no idea when things are going to get better. I just know that 2020 is over and 2021 has got to be better. My name is Kevin and I'm one of the campus pastors here at White Oak. Today, we're beginning a new series called Moving Mountains. We ended 2020 talking a lot about hope, this promise that things will get better. In our Moving Mountain series, we will focus on the trust that God can do immeasurably more than we could ever ask or imagine. See, we talk a lot about hope. We talk about confidence, but at the end of the day, do we truly trust that God is moving? Do we really believe that God is capable or willing to do whatever it is that we are praying for Him to do? Moving mountains is also about dreams. I'm a small dreamer. I hate to admit that, but I just know that about myself. As a leader, I'm working every day to dream bigger and to trust more. When someone comes to me with a crazy idea, my first reaction, actually what happens as they're telling me about it, is that halfway through, I stop listening. And in my head, I begin making a list of all the reasons that it can't happen. All the reasons why we shouldn't do whatever it is that they're thinking about doing. I'm a simple, practical guy. I don't enjoy unnecessary risk. And too much change, it gives me anxiety. And now that may seem pretty normal, and maybe you can relate. There's lots of ways where we don't risk. Maybe you don't put in for that promotion at work. Maybe you don't try out for a sports team or audition for a part in a play or a musical. Maybe you are afraid to enter into a new relationship. Sometimes it's as simple as not walking across the street to talk to our neighbors. We are afraid and we don't want to risk rejection or failure. Here's the thing though, God's plan is not always safe and practical. God sometimes wants to do big things and we're trapped with these small dreams. One of the scripture passages that inspired this series is found in Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. He replied, Because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. In a moment, we will get to the context of this verse. That is the story surrounding the section of Scripture. For now, just look at the words. Because you have so little faith. That's me. This verse is calling out my lack of faith. It's calling out my small dreams. This passage is saying, Kevin, if you just had a little faith, a small amount, you could move mountains. But because so often I don't trust that God can do big things through me, I miss out on the potential that God has for me. 
Nothing will be impossible for you, Jesus says. That's a theme throughout Scripture. Many Bible authors are recorded writing about this idea that nothing is impossible for God. Let's look at Luke chapter 1, verse 37. No word from God will ever fail. This is the angel telling Mary about the coming birth of Jesus. Mary asks the angel how this is possible. The angel's response is basically, if God says it, you can count on it. His word never fails. In Matthew chapter 19, verse 26, Jesus looked at them and said, With man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. This is after Jesus' interaction with the rich young man. Jesus tells his followers how hard it is for a rich man to enter the kingdom. They respond with, well then, who can be saved? With God, all things are possible, is Jesus' response. Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. This is during Paul's section telling us about finding the secret to contentment. And Paul's message to us is that it is only possible through the strength of God. That it is God who makes all things possible. So today, in week one of this series, Moving Mountains, our word or our theme is believe. Jesus says if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Do you believe that? Do you believe that nothing is impossible for you? Today, our big idea is that believing is seeing that God has the power. Jesus' criticism is that the disciples had such little faith. They didn't believe. Like I said, sometimes I have small dreams. Sometimes I fail to see the big things that God wants to do. Sometimes I simply don't believe that it's possible. That's hard to admit. That's hard to deal with. We sing these big, powerful songs about how everything is possible for the one who holds it all. His name is Jesus. But at the end of the day, do we truly believe it? Do we believe that there's nothing that our God can't do? Here's the crazy thing. For me, I've seen him do it. Faith is often defined as confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. There are people who got to see Jesus in person. There were people who got to hear his audible voice with their ears. There were people who got to see him make people walk who could not walk. That's not us. We are not those people. So the writer of Hebrews defined faith as being able to believe without seeing. The author knew that we would never see Jesus the way that some did when he walked on earth. That for us, we have faith that what the Bible says is true. But when it comes to seeing, it's not all about just seeing Jesus 
in human body walking the earth. Because if you ask me if I've seen God move, if you ask me if I've seen the power of Jesus, I'll tell you yes. I will 100% tell you, yes, I have. And even after all of that, with the 100% trust that I've seen the power of God at work, there are still times that I doubt. There are still times when my faith is small. What are some things that cause you to doubt? Is it when bad things happen? I mean, this gets most people. When we feel like we're trying to live for God, trying to do our best, but we get hit with something hard. A lost job, a breakup, sickness, death. We ask all the questions. Where are you, God? Why me, God? God, I prayed so hard. Is it when you feel unworthy? God can do that for someone else but not for me. I'm too broken. I'm not good enough. I've messed up too much. I don't even know what to say to God. Is it when it feels too big? It's too much. They say it's impossible. People don't recover from this. People who come from where I come from, they can't do that. The enemy loves to fill my mind with doubt. He loves to remind me how broken I am. We keep looking at how big our mountains are. We keep telling ourselves that they can't be moved. We need to start telling those mountains about how big our God is. How none of this depends on us, but all of it depends on God. It's His power. It's His strength. All we have to do is believe. All we have to do is trust. Believing is seeing that God has the power. So in Matthew chapter 17, this is the context of our initial verse we started with. There's a man with a son, and he brings his son to Jesus to be healed. Uh, look with me starting in verse 14. When they came to the crowd, a man approached Jesus and he knelt before him. Lord, have mercy on my son, he said. He has seizures and is suffering greatly. He often falls into the fire and into the water. I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. So the boy is having seizures. He's falling into the water and the fire. This is dangerous. The man had already brought the boy to the disciples. Uh, but they could not heal him. Now Jesus has given the disciples the ability to heal in his name. They had already been sent out to perform miracles and to drive out demons in Matthew chapter 10. So Jesus responds to the disciples in the next verse. Look at verse 17. You unbelieving and perverse generation, Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. Matthew chapter 17, verse 17. I love this. This is how I talk to my kids when they can't do something. Dad, the remote won't work. Dad, I can't get the lid off of this jar. 
how long shall I put up with you? Bring it here. Seriously though, we don't get every interaction between Jesus and his followers. You have to think that he's covered this stuff with them before. Why else would he get so frustrated with them? We also get a glimpse into Jesus' ultimate plan. He's not here on earth for good. How long shall I stay with you, he asks them. You have to know that they have no clue what he's talking about. But Jesus begins that verse with what's really at the heart here. What's really wrong. He calls them unbelieving. He calls them other things too, but yeah. He also says, you unbelieving generation. And we think millennials get picked on a lot. Bring the boy to me, Jesus tells them. In verse 18, Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of the boy, and he was healed at that moment. Okay, fun fact. The boy had an evil spirit inside him. That's what was wrong this whole time causing seizures, and trying to drown him and to burn him. Jesus took care of it. Here comes Jesus to save the day. Later on, Jesus' followers come to him in private. You know it's well after that dad and his son are long gone and the crowds of people have left. And they're all like, hey Jesus, why couldn't we drive out that demon? And that brings us to the verse we started with. Jesus' response to the disciples, Jesus' response to us when we're flailing, trying to do everything on our own, through our own power, is this. He replied, Because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, Move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Jesus gives us a little bit more detail about a mustard seed in a parable that he tells in Mark chapter 4. What shall we say the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable shall we use to describe it? It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest of all seeds on earth. Yet, when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants, with such big branches that the birds can perch in its shade. Jesus says, if our faith is as small as a mustard seed, we can move mountains. In this parable, Jesus gives us a little bit more insight into the mustard seed. It's small, but it's potent. It's powerful. It is small in size, but what it holds inside springs up into something much larger. That's the faith that Jesus is talking about. It doesn't need to be big, but it must be planted, growing, ready to emerge into this large plant that dwarfs the size of the original seed. During the last few months, I've been so happy that my son Jack has been able to still play sports. He's in basketball right now. He plays on a fifth grade travel team. And it's been fun to watch him grow and develop. 
This season, he's hit his first three-point baskets. Jack's by no means the biggest kid on the court. He's really kind of small. Small, but mighty. I could barely dribble a ball when I was his age. So I'm going to just go out and say that this is all from his mom. Our faith doesn't have to be this big, overpowering faith. It can start small, but it has to be pure. It has to be potent. The disciples couldn't heal the boy. Their doubt got in the way. Sometimes in the Gospels of the Bible, we get several versions of the same story. Think of it as different perspectives. Several people at the same event uh, coming away with mostly the same details, but each person has different things that seemed important to them for different reasons. Uh, well, in our story, recorded in Matthew chapter 17, we also have Mark tell the same story in Mark chapter 9. In Mark's version, the Father says to Jesus, If you can do anything, please help us. Jesus' response to the Father is, if I can, if I can, everything is possible for the one who believes. On hearing this, the Father exclaims to Jesus, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. And there, in that one line, it describes the human condition. I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. And if I'm going to pray one prayer coming out of this message, it's this. God, I believe. Please help me in my unbelief. I don't know about you, but that just hits me. It just captures so much of how I live, how I think, how I fail. I want to believe that all things are possible through God. But my unbelief gets in the way. Today, our big idea is that believing is seeing that God has the power. So, how do we move from doubt to faith? How do we move from unbelief to belief? First, we look at what God has done. Early on in this message, I pointed out that I have trouble sometimes with doubt or small dreams or just struggle to believe that God's going to move in certain ways in my life. And really, it's silly. Like I said at the beginning of the message, I have all this doubt, but I've seen God move. I've seen God do big things, impossible things. So the first step that we need to do is to look back at God's track record. We examine all the things that God has done. Second, we trust He's going to do it again. Is there anything that God can't do? Repair a broken relationship? He's done it. Healed the sick? He's done it. Brought purpose where there was none? He's done it. Turned a bad situation into a blessing? He's done it. If He's done it before, he can and will do it again. We simply have to believe. Believing is seeing that God has the power. Look, I'm not here to tell you that any of this is easy. Words like trust and faith and believe, those are not 
easy words. They don't just happen with no effort. So today, our main story comes from Matthew chapter 17. Right before this dad brings his son to Jesus, Jesus had been on a field trip. He took three of his disciples on this trip. You are not supposed to have favorites. Everyone knows that. But the truth is, most of us do. Jesus had three favorite disciples. Or at least he had three that he took places and shared things that he didn't do with the rest. So Jesus, Peter, James, and John, they go up to the top of this mountain. And on this mountain, Jesus transforms. In your Bible, it's called the transfiguration. Basically, Jesus went from being human Jesus to a little bit more like Son of God Jesus right before their eyes. If you were with us at all in December, you'll recognize this next part. They were terrified. And Jesus shows a glimpse of his true nature. These guys get to see the glory of God right in front of them. And then Moses and Elijah, two Old Testament heroes, they show up. We don't really have time to unpack all of that, but let me just tell you this. Read your Bible, okay? I tell you all of that to tell you that just moments after that, or days, but soon, right? These guys travel down that mountain, and they meet a man who asks them to heal his son. They can't. And Jesus says it's because they don't believe. They just saw Jesus in a way that no one else ever had. They've been with him and seen him do things that no one else has. And they still doubted. In Mark's version, Jesus tells them that they couldn't drive out this evil spirit because this kind, he says, can only be driven out with prayer. You know what that tells me? It tells me that these guys believed that they could do it on their own. It was about their power, about their strength. I think that's where we get stuck too. We try so hard to do everything through our own power, through our own strength. We've got these obstacles in the way. We've got these mountains in our way. And we think that we can move them on our own. But true believing is seeing that God has the power. Put your trust in Jesus. Believe in Jesus. If you have never before, I'm asking you to now. Maybe you want to talk to somebody about surrendering your life to Jesus. We would love to talk to you. You can email me at ksmith at the WOCC Com. This week, my challenge for you is to really wrestle with your faith. What is it you're struggling to believe God can do? What mountains seem too big for God to move? Look around and see what God has already done in your life and trust that what he's done before, he's going to do again. Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much right now for your son Jesus, the mountain mover, God. And I pray that we could see that the power 
to move mountains doesn't lie in us, but only in your strength and in the strength of your Son. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.